even when I'm down. Got my head in the clouds and my feet on the ground. I got big dreams. Yes, we've got big dreams here in the Genius Lab. Toby Christensen here, and I am so happy to be with you today. We are going to continue to talk about how to realize your greatness. And today we're going to talk about the things that you need to know to realize your greatness. Because the thing is, we talk about, you know, your greatness and, you know, what's your mission? What are you here for and all that? What's your passions? And and we can look at that. But then we also look at our upbringing and things that we've done, maybe things we feel guilty for, or we've talked a lot about shame recently. And we really want to eradicate that stuff. But um, we also, um, also want to give you a break in a way. <laughs> because... Y- To be honest, there's things that you're responsible for in your life and there's things that you're not responsible for. In my book, Release Your Shit and Reclaim Your Power, um, I talk about, you know, what's your fault and what's not your fault, okay? Because sure, everybody makes choices to do certain things and you are accountable and responsible for the choices that you make and the result of whatever that action is. Totally get it. And there's a lot of influence that you're not responsible for. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of there's a lot of direct influence that you're not responsible for. And for me, when I realized this, I was like, oh my God, I just thought I was, you know, I thought I was like permanently flawed uh, as a human being and and was just like hopeless. It was like fate or destiny or whatever just made me a messed up guy. <laughs> but then studying with the Dagara people of West Africa, I learned about a thing called uh, ancestral imprints. And uh, it was really a fascinating experience. And I, so I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, to, to realize your greatness, it's important to know what you're responsible for and what you're not responsible for. That way you're not wasting time worrying about things that you can't do anything about. Okay, or you're you're going at it a way that is not going to remove the unhelpful aspect. Okay, so not all aspects of your life are your fault, and 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 some of them are. And and so today I'm going to talk about the factors and influences that are not your fault. Okay, so these are things that you're not responsible for, and and they go like this: DNA. Okay. <laughs> Ancestral imprints, social protocol, religious dogma, things that people do to you, and acts of God. Okay, so <laughs> DNA. <clears throat> Pardon me. If if you if you look at your family lineage, I don't know how many of you how how many generations back you can you have tracked. But I'll tell you what, the, the further back you go, the more patterns you see repeated. And it's pretty interesting. I remember when uh, 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 a friend of mine was going to Pacifica Graduate Institute, and she did this, uh, they did this study where they go back three generations and they look at the similarities. And what was really interesting is that she was adopted when she was three years old. Her mother had been adopted when she was three years old. And what was really weird is my sister was adopted when she was three years old. 
And like, how did we all get together in this three-year-old thing? Man, it was so strange. You couldn't have planned that uh, intentionally. And, and it, 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 all, it was all things we were all unaware of. Um, so it, 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 you see these patterns uh, shift and you see them uh, manifest in, in really powerful ways. And so, you know, DNA is DNA. You get patterns woven in and things happen. And, and it's, not, it's not that you're consciously responding to a situation in a certain way. It's almost like certain things are destined or, or planned by the creator or, or, or energetics woven into the, the literal, you know, the physical DNA of your body that has certain things happen. It's like a, it's like a map. Now I'm not. I am not a. Uh, I have studied theology. That was my. That was my major study in college. And I am not a big predestination dude. Um, I believe in free will. And uh, so, but the nice thing about predestination theology, which is like this DNA woven stuff, is that you're not responsible for anything because God planned everything for you to have happened, and so it's not your fault, which is great because then you can't be held responsible for it. Um, but that's a whole Armenian and, and uh, theology and uh, Augustinian theology and all of these other things we are not going to get into. But there is certainly um, history that talks that shows that uh, DNA patterns are, are woven into our psyches and into our physical beings and manifested that way. Now, there's another thing called ancestral imprints. This one fascinated me because in the tribe that I worked with in West Africa, this is something that is cleared or enhanced depending on the ancestral line. If you have a, a group of ancestors that are, um, that are uh, problematic and you want to eradicate a, a um, oh, what do you want to call it? Uh, like a, like let's say your let's say your father and your grandfather and your great grandfather were all criminals. You can do an ancestral. You can you can take out those ancestral imprints so that you don't repeat that same that same uh, action or that same energy. Uh, I know when I had a situation uh, in my as I was growing up. Yeah, I, I knew that my grandfather, who I'm named after, had a stroke, a major stroke when he was uh, 60 or when he was 57 years old and his life ended shortly thereafter. My father had quadruple bypass when he turned 57. Okay, so I'm coming up on 57 going, oh, what, <laughs> what's going to happen to me? And I talked to my dad about it and I said, dad, this is really weird. And he said, hey, you got to remember that your grandpa and I never exercised we ate terribly. You eat super healthy. You exercise every day. It's a completely different different ball game. And uh, when I passed fifty seven, I was like, whew, made it without any problems. So I was happy about that. So then we have ancestral imprints. So ancestral imprints are really interesting because they are things that are transferred. They're they're actions that aren't necessarily in your DNA, but they're in your personality. So for example, um, if we look at DNA, uh, DNA imprints, like if you have, if there are five kids, all of those kids will have those DNA patterns. 
ancestral imprints might only be on one child. In other words, I was, I was named after my grandfather. And when I was doing ritual in Africa, they said that I was the reincarnation of my grandfather, which I thought was rather interesting. But um, because throughout my life, I've noticed these really interesting synchronicities. I've always been fascinated with my grandfather's life, even though he died when my dad was a teenager. So long before I was a twinkle in my father's eye. Um, and there was there, there, there was really weird idiosyncrasies that are that are like my fa my grandfather. So I remember uh, when I was in the business world, I started uh, I started to smoke cigars. They were kind of the kind of the thing to do when you were when you were a groovy guy. <laughs> and uh, I came home one time from I was living in Portland, Oregon at the time. And I came back to Seattle to see my folks and I sat out on the deck and had a cigar. And my dad's like, when did you start smoking cigars? And I said, oh, about a year ago. I said, why? He's because my dad never smoked cigars and, and no one in our family smoked cigars. And uh, he said, because your grandfather used to smoke cigars. And it's really weird. And my dad went in and brought me out my grandfather's humidor, which I have today. And uh, so that was kind of an interesting thing. And uh, another thing that happened that I thought was really interesting is uh, when I was married, uh, I had a stepson, Adam, uh, who when he was a little kid, he used to have a hard time falling asleep. And so I would pull out my guitar and I would just play chords and I would make up songs about, you know, spaceships coming down and aliens visiting Adam and little, little spacemen. And he would laugh and he thought that was really cool because he was really into Star Wars and stuff. And, uh, and uh, so I would make up these songs. And one night my dad called and said, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm making up funny songs to sing to Adam and uh so he can go to sleep and he said wow that's really weird and i'm like what he said my father used to do that for me and i never knew that about my grandfather and uh, and playing the guitar no one in our family played the guitar and so all these very interesting uh imprints now some of these imprints can be helpful like you know smoking cigars and playing guitar i mean that's all you know, there's pr pretty harmless, but there can be unhelpful, uh, unhelpful patterns. And, and basically the way I look at ancestral imprints is some of them are issues that were, are in the lineage that have not been dealt with, get handed down until somebody does something about them. And so, um, you know, that's a really, a really powerful influence that can have you making decisions that you don't feel like you're actually making. But when those can be cleared, and if you are experiencing this and you need some help, feel free to contact me, uh, Toby at tobychristensen.com, and uh, we'll get your ancestral imprints cleared. <laughs> so let's go on with what you're, so you're not responsible for those. You're also not responsible for social protocol. Depending on what kind of culture you were raised in, you're going to have some social protocol that's going to tell you what, how you should, should act and how you shouldn't act. And some of that might be in alignment with your core values and, and, and it, might be, it might be a good idea. And some of it, you might violate social protocol because you don't know any better and you never thought that that particular thing was wrong. And it, it depends on what kind of culture you're, you're raised in. Um, which is goes leads right into another uh, thing that you're not responsible for is religious dogma. Now, I know people who have certain belief systems that I think are complete freaking looney tunes. Like, how the hell did you ever come up with that stuff? 
and it's guilt it's guilt ridden and it's shaming and it's disempowering and oh my god it's it's horrible and um but it's it's the it's the way their church and their religious uh protocol or their religious doctrine is and uh and if you you know don't do these things you go to hell and if you do do them you know you're you're in in alignment with god and if you act differently then you're you're not i mean it gets pretty weird so a lot of times people get religious dogma forced on them and it's not their fault that they act like idiots um it's that they're following these crazy protocols and 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 some religious protocol is really positive and helpful. I mean, I'm not, I'm not dissing all religion. I'm just saying there's some real whack jobs out there, and uh, and that usually if if you have some uh, influences that are causing problems in your life, um, if it's religious dogma, hey, work on letting go of it, and that's something else that can be cleared. So um, the other thing you're not responsible for is what people do to you. Okay. Sometimes you just cross paths with someone who's nuts. Um, there was this guy when I was growing up who used to come and punch me in the face all the time. He was a bully. And uh, I won't say his name because I don't know who he is today. But back then he was someone that was very problematic and uh, I was too afraid to fight him. And so I just let him hit me in the face and no worse for wear. I, Thank goodness he couldn't hit very hard. Um, but he was a bully, and I'm not responsible for what he, what he did to me. And I'm, I also don't believe that I would be responsible for an, an, a response of anger towards that. And last but not least, act of God's. Acts of God, okay? You are not responsible for things that happen to you that are, you know, we, some, somebody gets hurt in a tornado because there's a tornado, and you can maybe take blame about what you should have done or shouldn't have done or whatever. The, uh, there's a lot of afterthought and uh, Sunday quarterbacking, but um, that, that happens. But sometimes an act of God is an act of God and there's nothing you can do about it and you're not responsible for it. And so the thing that you really want to avoid is the shoulda, coulda, and would'ves because you can't. So think about it. Own what you're responsible for, and we're going to talk about that in the next podcast. But in this podcast, enjoy the things that you're not responsible for. Quit beating yourself up for things that have happened in the past that you're not responsible for. Quit beating yourself up for things in your life currently that you're not responsible for. Okay. One of the most amazing techniques that I've, that I've learned, I learned from a guy named Dan Jarvis from 220. It's an emotional clearing technique that is really, really powerful. And if you need a session or two or three, because usually it takes about three sessions for uh, lifelong patterns to be completely eradicated, but oftentimes it'll happen in one, um, get in touch with me, Toby at tobychristensen.com. Let's clear you of the things that you no longer need to carry. Let's help you release the things that you are not responsible for. And let's get you looking up. <laughs> <laughs>